Uh, the big advantage of the free amino acids and the essential amino acid mixtures, as opposed to dietary protein, is that they're absorbed very rapidly. So that uh, you don't have to, you can take them before exercise. And what I recommend and what I have found from our research is that 45 minutes to 30 minutes before exercise is really the optimal time because then you get fully absorbed uh, before you ever start your run and you have the effect last for at least a couple of hours. So here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. As many of you know, I pour my heart and soul into creating the best show possible, and it's working. We're growing really fast and consistently rank in the top 30 in running on Apple Podcasts. More importantly, we have been able to debunk the myth that you have to stop running when you have pain or an injury. I've been really selective about bringing on sponsors because the company has to be something I truly believe in, have used myself, and something I passionately want to share with all of you, which is why I'm super excited to announce our latest partnership with The Amino Company. I have always valued the use of amino acids to supplement my strength training and running for years, but have yet to find a product quite like The Amino Company's Perform. Dr. Robert Wolf is a pioneer in the amino acid field, and after listening to this episode, you will see why I have decided to partner with this amazing company. The essential amino acids in the Perform product is clean, backed by real science, and provides the mental focus and concentration I need for those hard gym workouts and speed work sessions. I have also noticed improved recovery time between my workouts since I started using Perform Essential Amino Acids. I especially love the taste of the blue raspberry flavor and have added it into my daily routine to supplement my running goals to get stronger, faster, and become a lifelong injury-free runner. You can shop my favorite 100% science-backed amino acid supplements by going to aminoco.com forward slash healthy runner. Make sure you enter the code healthy runner in order to save 30% off plus get a free amino ebook. I really hope you guys give this product a try because I know this has hands down been the best amino acid supplement I have ever used. I know you will not be disappointed. Now let's get into this episode with Dr. Robert Wolf. All right, welcome, and thank you for tuning in to episode 92 on the Healthy Runner podcast, and we are talking all about essential amino acids for running with a true expert in the protein research field. I'm very fortunate to have on the show a runner who himself has been running for over 60 years and has run an incredible 62 marathons in under two hours and 30 minutes during his lifetime. 
He is the director of the Center for Translational Research on Aging and Longevity at the University of Arkansas and has over 40 years of experience as a PhD researcher at several of the world's top universities and medical centers, including Harvard. Dr. Wolf has published over 500 peer-reviewed papers and is widely respected as the world's foremost authority on amino acid nutrition, so much so that his research publications have been cited in impressive 75,000 plus times. It is such an honor to have you on the show today, Dr. Wolf. Welcome and thank you for accepting this invitation. Oh, wow. I'm pleased, pleased to be here, Ryan, and I uh, look forward to it. Yeah, so runners, what I want to know from you today is, do you ever feel fatigued? Are you not recovering between your hard workouts, whether it's after a long run, a tempo run or an interval session, or even your gym strength workouts? Do you want to be able to focus and concentrate more on getting the most out of your workouts? Are you looking to get stronger and run longer? Have you ever wondered how much protein you should be taking to supplement your training? And if you should be supplementing with amino acids in this episode, Dr. Wolf is going to make us smarter runners so we can run for longevity and stay healthy along the way. He is going to answer some of the common questions that we get often within our healthy runner community, such as what are essential amino acids? What's the difference between essential amino acids and branch chain amino acids? What are the benefits of taking uh, essential amino acids? And are essential amino acids good for running? So if you stick around to the end, I'm going to share with you how you can get a healthy runner special discount with our new partnership with the Amino Company. So Dr. Wolf, Every episode, we start out with a little dynamic warm-up like we do before we go out for our runs. This is the first question that we ask all our guests. So tell the listeners, I know I gave a good little intro and background to who you are, but um, let us know kind of what do you do and um, you know where are you located right now? Well, um, then I, uh, uh, I think probably your, run, uh, your listeners are more interested in what my experience with running is than scientifically, but just a little bit of background uh, to expand on what you said, that for about 30 years, I worked primarily at the Shriners Hospital for Severely Burned Children. And so in that context, developed nutritional and metabolic approaches to help uh, children recover. And in that, uh, from, from major burns in, 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 in the context of that, maybe as much as 70 to 80% third degree burns. And, and in that context, one of the major things that kids have a problem with is the uh, recovery back to normal physical function. And, 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 uh, and so that really led me into research that expanded beyond just how to get the little kids back to uh, function, but also how to improve uh, muscle function in all sorts of circumstances that, uh, that we uh, find deficiencies, particularly now focused more on aging than, than, uh, than severe injury. Uh, as far as my own background, though, it's always uh, included running. I, I'm a, uh, I was a basketball player primarily growing up, and in fact, uh, did have a, a, went to University of California, Berkeley as a basketball player. But I got into running sort of related to that when I started high school, ninth grade, someone suggested that I go out for the cross country team to kind of get ready for basketball. And I did that. I, I, you know, as I said, basketball player, I'm six, five and 200 pounds for most of my life. So I don't really have the classic build for running, but I really enjoyed the cross country. Uh, 
And, and when my basketball career was over, I kind of kept going with the running. And really, uh, so that was, I'm 74 now, and that was when I was maybe 13. And I've really been a continual runner since that time. And uh, as far as my, my running accomplishments, what I would say is that I was a pretty good runner. Uh, meaning that, uh, you know, I knew my limitations from my size and, and speed, we all have limitations, but I really enjoyed training hard and doing the best I can. And so in that sense, uh, I think I can relate to uh, pretty much everybody that has, has taken running fairly seriously because I trained with uh, everything from uh, Olympic runners to guys that uh, are just trying to get back in shape. And so I, I have a lot of experience, not only with my own running career, but with, uh, with uh, people that are, are trying to really achieve great things and people that are just trying to get into it for, uh, for the first time. So I, I think I have a pretty broad experience and, and just finished uh, interval workout yesterday. So, you know, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it has been a true uh, 60 year experience with running and, uh, and still well, I, I, I was going to say going strong. I wish I was going strong, but uh, still plugging away at it, be the way I describe it. So, so hopefully, I think my experiences can uh, relate to uh, to all of your uh, listeners. Yeah, well, our passion here is definitely you know getting stronger and you know faster. We all want to get faster, right? So we can become lifelong runners. And I think you definitely um, have set the bar pretty high for us to try to uh, strive and achieve to being that lifelong runner um, with all that you've accomplished uh, throughout your running career. And I'm kind of curious with your kind of professional scholarly, you know, work and productivity, was any of that influenced by your kind of passion that you have for running? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I, uh, I remember oh, when I first uh, uh, started in my professional career, I, as I said, I was at a, uh, a, a hospital specifically for burned children, but we did research more uh, broadly as well. But I, I had really not done much research related to, uh, to exercise. And I remember, oh, maybe 19, mid-1970s, uh, going to the American College of Sports Medicine meeting because I wanted to learn more about the scientific basis of training. And, and specifically, what I wanted to know was whether it's better to run two workouts a day or one workout a day. And I thought, well, I'll certainly find out there. And I was really disappointed at what the uh, level of scientific understanding of the best ways to train was when I went to this meeting and sort of sort of undertook really, uh, I wouldn't say a sidebar, but a kind of a little bit of a personal uh, uh, twist on my research to really uh, figure out how to improve my own running. And I think that's been a, 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 a driving force in a lot of my research. And and. One of the things I found very early in the going was that the guys in the gym and the guys that are out there running knew a lot more about it, about it than the scientists, that the scientists are usually keeping up with the guys in the gym and, and, and coming up with maybe a scientific basis for why what, why what works actually works. And so I was really kind of determined to, to kind of extend that to where the science could really help me function and, and uh, benefit in terms of improved running. So uh, the two things have gone together, but definitely my personal passion for running has been a key factor in, uh, in driving a lot of the research I've done. I love that. Yes. And uh, I would say, 
you know, the same thing happened with my career path as far as being like a physical therapist who kind of specialized in sports medicine and working with, you know, kind of all athletes to really now just honing in and becoming a run coach and just exclusively working with runners because somewhat selfishly, I wanted to learn more about, <laughs> right, how my own running yeah. would get better. Um, so I, I love that you know, your kind of research background and the things that you've done, you know, you've actually implemented a lot of the training, you know, you know what it feels like to feel fatigued, to get a hard workout in, to have to recover from workouts um, yourself, um, because you've put your body through those demands, you put your body through the demands of running many marathons, which we know how rigorous that can be on someone's body. So I just love that you have the practical application as well as, you know, obviously, the scientific um, knowledge base as well. So if it's okay with you, let's get into kind of today's topic of essential amino acids. Why don't we just start, you know, what are essential amino acids for those that don't know? Well, as the name essential amino acids uh, gives the tip off, they are essential nutrients. And in fact, they're the only nutrients in the body uh, that the body requires for survival. You can do without uh, carbohydrate intake, you can do without fat intake, but you can't do without the essential amino acids. So um, the proteins in our body are uh, composed of amino acids. There are over 3000 proteins in the body and the specific um, number and, and uh, pro profile of amino acids in a protein define that specific protein. But the amino acids uh, are constantly being incorporated into new proteins while the old proteins are being broken down. And this is what we call protein turnover. And the reason we need to eat dietary proteins and essential amino acids is because the essential amino acids cannot be produced in the body. So that as old proteins are broken down, and we can think about muscle protein, although it's true for all the proteins in the body, as the, as the muscle proteins are broken down and new ones that are better functioning are are produced, that we have to have the availability of all the amino acids, all 21 amino acids that are used for body protein to make new protein in the body. And there are nine essential amino acids that cannot be produced within the body so that you have to eat those essential amino acids to be able to produce complete proteins. So that uh, on a uh, uh, normal diet, then uh, uh, some of the amino acids can actually be produced by metabolic pathways in the body, and we don't really need to eat a lot of them, the non-essential amino acids. The essential amino acids are the ones, including, uh, uh, well, I won't list them all, but there are, uh, there are nine essential amino acids, and that the way that the quality of proteins are is, uh, graded is on the basis of the number and the profile of the essential amino acids in the protein so that, so that we have to eat essential amino acids. The issue that we're really going to talk about and flush out today is not just whether or not you need essential amino acids because you'll die if you don't eat essential amino acids, but really optimal uh, amino acid nutrition in terms of the amount and profile of, of the essential amino acids and the distinction between free essential amino acids versus the uh, amino acids that you eat in the context of dietary proteins. So, so uh, I think that we can really uh, um, can think about the essential amino acids as absolutely essential to our uh, to our existence and 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 crucial aspects of uh, the adaptation to training. 
Okay. So I think, you know, most runners are familiar with the concept of, you know, three main components of like what they would use for their nutrition of carbohydrates, you know, fats and proteins. And so these essential amino acids are essentially um, components or building blocks of protein. Is that correct? correct. There's nine of Absolutely. them? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Excellent. So, and there are 21 total dietary protein uh, amino acids that are in uh, dietary proteins. There are a lot more amino acids than that in theory, but the body uses 21 and nine of which are essential. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you for the clarification there. And one thing that I have been kind of reading a lot about really, honestly, the last like 10 years were these branch chain amino acids. And prior to um, my discovery of the amino company, um, I was always using branch chain amino acids to supplement my training, whether it's my running or my strength training. Can you talk about what the difference between essential amino acids and branch chain amino acids are? Because honestly, I didn't even know the difference prior to um, getting educated myself. Yeah, sure. I think that uh, the branch chain amino acids are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And they are three of the nine essential amino acids. And uh, they're uh, particularly leucine is uh, uh, a key essential amino acid because in addition to the fact that it's the most abundant essential amino acid in muscle protein, it also has regulatory uh, uh, roles in terms of protein synthesis, leucine can activate the whole process of the initiation of protein synthesis so that it has key roles, both in terms of uh, a component of that, of your protein in your body, as well as a regulating uh, amino acid. Uh, I think that the, uh, the issue that, that needs to be clarified is that the essential amino acids include the branch chain amino acids, but if we're gonna have an optimal nutrition, you need all of the essential amino acids. And I think just a little backdrop of how proteins are produced in the body makes it clear why you need all the essential amino acids and not just the branch chain amino acids. And that is that the proteins in the body are a long string of amino acids that are hooked together in a very specific order. When you uh, get to a particular, after a particular amino acid, let's say lysine is the last one that's been included. And the next one up is leucine. If you don't have enough leucine in the cell, then that can't be added to that string of amino acids that is making a protein and the synthesis will stop and the protein isn't produced. So you need to have all of the essential amino acids available at any point during the, uh, uh, process of hooking these amino acids together, you come to one that isn't there in a, enough abundance to produce the new protein, the process stops and that's called the limiting amino acid. So that the, uh, uh, the leucine plays an important role and the BCAAs are uh, effective in initiating the process of protein synthesis, but without all of the essential amino acids, you will not be able to actually produce complete protein. So that uh, the, the amino acids, uh, the branched chain amino acids do play an important role. And in particular, they can play a role in, and we'll talk a little bit later, I think, about uh, the role in, in producing neurotransmitters that give you energy and, and uh, prolong your uh, focus while you're training. But 
by themselves do not promote net gain of muscle protein. They, they, are, not, they are not sufficient because you're missing other amino acids that are required for the production of new protein that become limiting. So that uh, so the branch chains are important and in, in, in the amino company products, they may constitute as much as 60% of the total profile, but without all of the essential amino acids, you can't produce intact proteins. Okay, excellent. So from what I heard from that is definitely the essential amino acids are gonna be basically it's going to help improve that protein synthesis that breakdown and build up, um, which is essentially going to affect our muscles as runners more so than, and it's going to be more effective than just using the three branch chain amino acids. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And, okay. I, and I think it's important to understand the whole basic process of this so-called protein turnover that, that as muscle fibers are used, uh, get older and, and, maybe even in a strenuous workout, some are uh, broken, that these old, not functioning well uh, 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 proteins are broken down and replaced with better, more uh, rapidly firing uh, muscle fibers. So that the main thing in running training that, that improves your performance is not a building up of muscle, but rather a faster turnover so that the uh, Older proteins that aren't functioning as well are are replaced by better functioning um, proteins that are newly produced. And, and in addition, we also know that, that the uh, mitochondria in the muscle where the energy is produced, the ATP to enable the muscles to contract are also uh, made of protein and that we need to replace those uh, amino acids with the, uh, the, the, in, the, in the mitochondria as well so that we can improve our energy production. So that in every aspect of running, turning over the protein, mainly meaning uh, degrading the older proteins and replace them with new proteins is a key aspect of training and, and something that is the target of the enhanced function resulting from the essential amino acid consumption. Excellent. Thank you for definitely tying that into to running in our audience, because we talk about, you know, frequently, you know, most runners running too fast and not running slow enough during their easy kind of recovery runs in order to stimulate kind of the mitochondria and build up the aerobic capacity. So I could see the role where these essential amino acids help with that turnover um, with the mitochondria, as you mentioned. So I love that. And you kind of mentioned, it sounds like some benefits, um, but what are, if you kind of had a list, the benefits of you know, using or taking um, essential amino acids for supplementation, what would those be? Well, um, you know, just to comment on what you just said, you know, just one of the things that's been kind of interesting since I've been running avidly for since the 1960s is kind of seeing, uh, you know, the transition and the way people train over the time. And I think for me, one of the big, just this a little bit of an aside, but one of the biggest transitions for me was, uh, was understanding the importance of slow running and to just get some mileage in uh, between the hard workouts, because in the 60s, we used to uh, truly walk down to the track, put our spikes on and start doing intervals. And we would do intervals. So when I, I ran on the track team at Cal, we did intervals as much as four or five times a week. And with a total mileage of maybe 
five miles for the entire week. <laughs> and it was just such a breakthrough when I uh, figured out that you can, that you really need to recover between, uh, between hard workouts and that, that, that the uh, slow running really helps you develop uh, the oxidative capacity and, and, and just the uh, muscle and joint strength. But uh, so I think we can think about that as, as uh, kind of a crucial aspect of why amino acids are helpful because they speed that process up uh, in, in the context of replacing the uh, worn out or, or damaged muscle fibers with new fibers. And so they, they really are crucial in, in helping to uh, recover from hard workouts. There's another aspect that is also quite important and that is related to energy and running. And when you say energy and running, like, what do you actually mean? Because there's a lot of different and in, different interpretations. One is, of course, the biochemical energy. You need ATP produced in the body to fuel the, uh, the contraction of muscle. And that comes from the oxidation of fat and carbohydrate. And we all know about glycogen and, and, and substrate energy metabolism. But from my experience, particularly uh, related to why people sort of give up on training, particularly training hard, is there's another aspect of energy, and that's just having the energy after a day's work to then put on your running shoes and head out the door. And, uh, and, and also, we know also that if you're running, that uh, you always got something more in the tank. We always had an uh, expression that uh, when doing an interval workout, if you're doing 12 quarters, that you know, it's just making it through to 11 because you could always find the energy to run one more. And so, Fatigue is a funny thing. It's not just strictly the muscle fatigue. You're not running out of energy. You don't run out of fatty acids to oxidize. So what is it that causes you to feel that fatigue? And one of the major factors is the balance between the neurotransmitters of dopamine and serotonin. So dopamine is an excitatory uh, neurotransmitter that gives you focus. It makes you feel alert and uh, and ha have energy where serotonin is the converse. It's what you wanna have high when you uh, uh, go to sleep at night. And uh, you know, it's kind of the old story of uh, eating turkey that has a high level of tryptophan because tryptophan is the precursor for serotonin and that makes you sleepy and tired. So as, as to increase our energy, our perception of how we feel during the exercise, we want to try to promote the uh, production of dopamine and suppress the production of, of um, serotonin. And we accomplish this by the profile of the amino acids because the dopamine and the serotonin are products of amino acids. But by manipulating the profile of the amino acids, we're able to facilitate the amino acids that are precursors for the production of dopamine and suppress the serotonin. So that, so there's really two aspects of the energy. We have the energy that comes from mitochondria production, that the protein turnover is important and, and the muscle fiber function is important with the protein turnover. But we also have the energy just to get out, to do the reason, to do the run while you're running, to keep your energy up. And this is a function of our neurotransmitter production and, and the free amino acids and the essential amino acids are really the only way we're able to uh, to uh, manipulate this production of or balance between the dopamine and serotonin. So, so there's really two reasons we're taking amino acids in relation to running. One 
is related to this whole concept of protein turnover. But the other is to actually just maintain our energy and focus throughout, to, throughout the course of a workout. Excellent. Thank you for summarizing that at the end for, for those that may have gotten um, lost in some of the scientific detail, which I am just geeking out on, uh, by the way. So I'm loving this conversation. But uh, so really, we're looking at kind of recovery wise, as well as um, energy. And, you know, you kind of alluded to the fact that you already alluded to the fact that this is yes, going to help you as a runner, because those are two important components of what we do as running. Are there any other, um, you know, benefits or usage for runners that besides this kind of protein turnover or recovery, as well as energy? Yeah, I think one of the other things that's uh, proven to be uh, uh, not a big factor, but but definitely uh, an issue is that the pro process of the protein turnover that's stimulated by the essential amino acids uses energy. And as a result, your total energy expenditure as you take these essential amino acids goes up. And we've done three or four different studies showing that, uh, that you get, uh, and not a large amount, but that you do get some increased utilization of fatty acids and sparing of uh, muscle protein uh, with increased protein turnover. So that particularly if you're trying to run for the purpose of shedding a few pounds, you actually increase your energy expenditure by the process of protein turnover. And when you take the essential amino acids, we've shown that the retention of muscle and loss of body fat is favored as opposed to uh, not having the extra essential amino acids stimulating the protein turnover. So so that as far as weight maintenance, that, that we actually get an increase in energy expenditure that's just about as much or almost equal to the amount of energy that you're eating or calories that you're eating in the context of the amino acids and that they're really a great way to enhance your ability to uh, shed a few pounds. Okay, excellent. That's another added benefit um, for sure. So if this is, you know, beneficial for running, you know, when would be the ideal time to take amino acids? Um, would you take these before you're running or after you're running? Well, they, um, you know, there's a long history of research on exactly when to take carbohydrate, if you're going to take it before running, because you don't want to bottom out and uh, have the, uh, uh, hypoglycemia after if you take it too soon or too much or whatever. And, and you don't have to worry about that with amino acids because there's no adverse effects. There's no bottoming out. So it's not as crucial. But uh, the big advantage of the free amino acids and the essential amino acid mixtures as opposed to dietary protein is that they're absorbed very rapidly. So that uh, you don't have to, you can take them before exercise. And what I recommend and what I have found from our research is that 45 minutes to 30 minutes before exercise is really the optimal time because then you get a fully absorbed uh, before you ever start your run and you have the effect last for at least a couple of hours. So unless you're really gonna be grinding out a long workout, you get the effect uh, I don't take any amino acids during exercise. I find that, uh, uh, that, that with taking them before you start, that the levels will, remain will be maintained high enough to accomplish their action throughout exercise. And then after the exercise is over, 
taking more amino acids because that's when the muscles are really juiced up to uh, uh, increase their uh, new synthesis of, uh, of proteins and, and clearing out the damage from the uh, uh, broken down protein. So that, so that really the optimal is to take a mixture prior to exercise that really enhances your focus and your energy level. And then following exercise, a mixture that's a little more targeted towards rebuilding new protein. Okay. Excellent. And those, um, how, how much is the recommended dosage of amino acids? Like how many milligrams should one take? Can you take too much of this stuff? No, they, um, they, they, um, they, that's one of the aspects that's, that's, uh, really a benefit of having, uh, using something that are just required nutrients in the body that in fact you can eat much more uh, essential amino acids than you would ever uh, want want to or need to so that you don't have to worry about adverse effects the uh, the recommended dosage is really um, something that you can kind of experiment with they uh, as as few as three grams will give you some increase in energy and some increase in protein synthesis, but up to 15 grams will give you a linear increase in the uh, protein synthesis response. So that, uh, so it really depends, uh, you know, on, on what your goals are, how, how much you like taking it and so forth. I think that the minimum is three grams, but the optimal is going to be about six, five to six grams of, of the essential mixture prior to exercise. And then at least that amount uh, following exercise. In fact, if you're really recovering from injury and you're uh, using a, a product to, to help recover from injury, the best approach is to take a dose of about five or six grams and then an hour later take another dose uh, that, by that the peak amino acid levels are reached very quickly. And that's important in activating the whole process of protein turnover. But if you go too high, then they'll be just oxidized for energy and they won't be as useful. So that there's no danger in taking too much, but there is a limit to how effective large doses will be. Uh, so in that context, it's probably a little better to take five or six grams uh, twice rather than one giant dose. But you won't have any harm if you'd rather take one bigger dose. So. Uh, so it's kind of a fluid situation. The more you take, the more the effect, but uh, the more it costs and the, uh, you know, the more you're, you're drinking the amino acids all the time. So it's kind of a personal thing, really. But you have to take at least three grams to get a, a, a real effect. Okay. All right. No, that's definitely helpful. And is you, you kind of allude to the fact that, yeah, these are safe because essentially these amino acids are produced by our body. It's not something that's external or it's not a chemical. It's, this is completely safe for us to take, um, and ingest for running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, I just correct the one thing you said is that they, they are utilized by the body. They're required by the body, but the essentials are not actually produced in the body. They're in, they're in, uh, the the uh, the components of the protein that we eat, so that, that the way you normally are eating the dietary protein, uh, that's how you normally get your essential amino acids. But 
But the, uh, the difference between the dietary protein, like a whey protein, and the uh, essential amino acids is that the protein has to be digested. And then they, in the process of digesting, the uh, essential amino acids are transported into the blood by specific transporters that carry them from the intestines into the blood, where the free essential amino acids are immediately absorbed directly, just like glucose is, so that you reach much higher levels for a shorter period of time. And this turns out to be a crucial plus because those higher levels trigger the whole process of protein synthesis in a way that dietary protein doesn't. So that uh, one of the questions I'm asked quite frequently is, well, can't you just eat more dietary protein? I eat plenty of dietary protein. What do I need the amino acids for? And the, and the fact is you do need them that no matter how much dietary protein you eat, you're not going to get the same kind of peak level that triggers all the uh, biochemical responses within the muscle that activate the whole process of protein synthesis. So it, uh, a healthy amount of dietary protein is important, but really quite different in a sense than the essential amino acids because you don't get enough to trigger the mTOR and all the uh, molecular pathways in the body that are part of the whole process of protein turnover. All right. So, you know, really consuming those essential amino acids are going to be more efficient for our bodies to be able to do what we want it to do with the essential amino acids, as opposed to just having a bunch of chicken or a bunch of steak um, after my workout. Absolutely. That's really a key for runners, you know, because I know that, uh, well, for most of my life, I ran to and from work and it was always a problem, uh, you know, running home from work because I'd get, particularly when I was younger and really working late, I get home and, you know, you're really not that hungry uh, after a long run. And I mean, you eventually get hungry, but, uh, but I would go to bed hungry and uh, are not, not really hungry, but not having eaten a lot relative to the number of calories I've done. And I, and I got into a thing where, and it, which I still do today, of getting up in the middle of the night and eating because, uh, you know, it's taken that long for the, uh, you know, kind of the, the feeling for the running to subside and you feel like eating. The thing with the amino acids is that they're absorbed so quickly that you don't need to eat all that dietary protein to get the same effect of a very small amount. When I say you get an effect of three grams of essential amino acids, realize that would be like half an ounce of steak. So that uh, uh, to get the same kind of effect, if you even can get the same kind of effect, you really need to eat a lot of protein like fish and uh, meat and chicken and so forth, more so than most runners are really gonna be comfortable eating. And, and that's why the free amino acids really provide something that is above and beyond what you're going to eat with the dietary uh, intake of protein. Okay. Now, thank you so much for giving us kind of the background on essential amino acids and their benefits and what they exactly are. Are they safe for us to take? And, you know, I first got introduced to you on um, Claire Botholic is a friend of our podcast, and I've been on her show before run to the top. And I heard your interview during my run. And I was very intrigued by what you had to say um, about amino acids and even um, the quality of amino acids that are out there on the market. And hence why I started using um, the amino company. Can you talk a little bit about um, 
the various products that the amino company has and then what makes um, what is actually in the product, you know, safe for us to ingest and what are the differences by, you know, some of those that are out there on the market or amino acids that are produced elsewhere throughout the world? Well, I, you know, I, I'll focus on, on the products that I'm familiar with, with the amino company, uh, because uh, I hold the patents on, on most of these products. Uh, relative to running, there's two or three potential products. The most important one for uh, pre-workout or if you want to take it during workout is called Perform. And that is primarily predicated on what I mentioned as far as promoting the ratio of dopamine to uh serotonin. So it's primarily, the primary goal of what's, what, what's called PERFORM is to give you mental alertness and uh, focus throughout your workout with a balanced mixture of essentials that will also promote protein turnover, but that's really a secondary sort of benefit of that. It's not the primary, the primary action of the uh, profile of the amino acids in profile and PERFORM is to uh, enhance your workout. Uh, following workouts, you can use one of two products. One is called Heal, which is a different mixture that is specifically focused on promoting protein synthesis. And uh, this was derived really in, from my experience in recovery from serious injury and, and surgery and, and other kind of uh, debilitating circumstances where uh, the peak, as I mentioned, the free amino acids give you a high peak that activate the whole process, but then it does, they do fall back down to lower levels fairly quickly. Uh, per, uh, HEAL has a combination of the free amino acids in the optimal profile to stimulate protein synthesis, but also has some whey protein to sustain that effect for a longer period of time. And the alternative, which you, if you're not really focused on, uh, don't, don't want to have the whey protein, they, there's another product called Life, which is really derived primarily for improving physical performance in older individuals. But uh, as far as runners, it still promotes protein synthesis quite effectively. That's how it works in older individuals as well. So that it's, it's not really as optimal as heal for the uh, post-recovery, but it will still suffice. And it, both of those products are designed to promote protein synthesis, which we need in the recovery process. So, so for my own routine, I take two scoopfuls of Perform about a half an hour before running, and then uh, a scoopful of the heal immediately following the workout, and then another scoop about an hour later. Um, the only thing I'll say about other products would be that, uh, that there is quite a range of uh, processes of production. And, and that's one of the things that has been very frustrating being a scientist. And, and I know that uh, my goal from very from the outside was to produce products that had a scientific basis and that would be, uh, uh, you know, not just wishful thinking, but actual demonstrated benefits. Uh, it never really occurred to me that a lot of the products that are on the market actually don't have what they claim to have in the actual product. And unfortunately, that is something which plagues the market quite, uh, quite a bit. And, and that's why the, it really pays to uh, stick with a, a product that you know has uh, been rigorously uh, 
controlled as to how it's been produced and, and, and to account for the things we've talked about today as far as what are you actually trying to accomplish with your amino acid supplement and, and look at the specifics because uh, uh, there are all sorts of different mixtures and, and I think that you really uh, have to educate yourself a little bit about uh, what are these different formulations, uh, what do they accomplish, what, uh, how, how much do I know about the company, how, how do we, can we really be sure that we're getting what we think we're getting and, and those are the reasons, of course, why I'm enthusiastic about the uh, amino company products, but, and there are probably other products that are also effective uh, for sure. But uh, uh, my general advice is to kind of take what I've you know, highlighted today and, and really kind of uh, digest it a little and, and, and figure out uh, for yourself what the most effective program is. Pun intended there with digestion. I like how you got that in there. <laughs> um, no, that's that's very helpful, and I I thank you for providing kind of the guidance on the difference in you know the perform product to have as like a pre workout, and then the heal product is going to be something after your workout, um, and then the life product as well. And I know you had mentioned uh, you know some injuries or surgeries you had. You know we talk a lot about overcoming some of those and kind of getting back to running after those injuries. Do you mind um, sharing any either words of wisdom or experience or even the type of injuries, if you, if you don't mind sharing with our listeners uh, that you can provide them? Yeah, well, that's really the, you know, I've gone through probably 30 running partners in my uh, day. And I think that the, the most consistent thing that, that shelves people is they doing pretty well, making improvement, injury of some sort is inevitable. And it's so discouraging coming back from an injury that they give up. And uh, I certainly have my experience. I've had seven different orthopedic surgeries and the most recent being a total hip replacement. And after every one, uh, they weren't all related to running. I, I had an knee problem that was uh, that I that happened when I was skiing, and uh, you know it's interesting because the surgeon said, "Well, you certainly won't be able to run after this," and that was 30 years ago. So uh, <laughs> you know, and that absolutely was the case after the uh, back surgery and the hip, uh, hip replacement. And you know, it's just the thing that 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 I think I just wish that that these amino products were available because the the only operation that they're available for was the hip surgery and you know that's something which again the surgeon as well as reading people talked about maybe you could uh get back but uh you know it's gonna be a big challenge and that was about 10 years ago within a three or four years ago four three or four years after the hip replacement i ran another marathon and i'm like i said i just ran intervals yesterday and you know, I think that the uh, acceleration of the protein turnover and the recovery of function really helps not only physically, but, you know, it gives you more energy and you just don't feel as discouraged. That, that stretch following a severe injury where you're trying to just gradually get back is can be so demoralizing. And I think that's where something like Perform to kind of juice you up enough to get you out the door and to plug away at it is really uh, that the value can't be understated, overstated because it absolutely is so discouraging to come back from a major operation. But 
but if you're going to be a lifetime runner, you're going to have injuries. I mean, that is inevitable. And, uh, you know, you just can't, uh, you know, every doctor I've ever taken an injury to has said, well, you probably should stop running. I was, well, that's not the point, <laughs> you know, that's not an option. So, you know, how am I going to keep running? That's really the question. And, uh, you know, you have to think in those terms. Don't listen to anybody say this is the end of your running because it rarely is. You know, you just have to have a real focus on recovery to just uh, stick with the tough times following the, the, the surgery or the injury and, and realize that if you stick with it, you'll eventually get back to where you were. Oh, I love it. And you are speaking my language because we're all about staying active, staying healthy and just keep running, right? Like despite... Yeah whatever setback you have, despite whatever injury. And thank you for sharing your personal kind of journey um, with your, you know, spine surgery and your total hip. Um, yeah, I've had many clients that have come back from a total hip replacement and been able to get back to running. And I think, you know, you're, you're a true life example of someone who has kind of busted all those previous you know, myths about running and injuries. And, you know, even you were doing some of that stuff long before, you know, folks like me were trying to, you know, spread this message and, you know, educate the public. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I know, you know, last question, we're kind of getting down to the final stretch here is if you could change one thing about the misconception of amino acids or protein for running, what would that be? Without a doubt, the concept that uh, that amino acid nutrition or supplementation for running does not build bulky muscles. Uh, you know, the, the, it improves your strength, it improves your function, but uh, as long as you're doing the, the running along with the amino acids, that, that that's where the target of the amino acid supplementation is. It's on function, it's on energy, it's not on building muscle mass. That we requires a uh, uh, resistance exercise and, uh, you know, specific kind of exercises that build muscle mass. And if you're trying to build muscle mass, the aminos will certainly help. But if you're purely interested in running function, the aminos will absolutely help your running without adding extra weight that you got to carry around. I love that. I love that. Thank you for clarifying that. And um, for those who really enjoyed uh, this episode on the podcast and they want to learn more, um, whether it's about amino acids um, or some of your previous you know, research and scholarship, um, where would be the best place to kind of direct them to? Well, I think that the, uh, um, the Amino Company webpage has quite a bit of information. I also have a, a book that I wrote that's called A Guide to Amino Acid and protein nutrition, which is really targeting uh, a lot of the things we've talked about today to be uh, explained to this, what I call the educated consumer. So that, uh, you know, in the case of runners, guys and women that are really uh, enthusiastic about the running, but also really want to maximize their uh, abilities that uh, provides a little more than just uh, you know, the basics, but goes into more of the physiology and why you want to be, uh, what your goal in accomplishing, um, uh, what you're trying to accomplish with uh, amino acid supplementation. So that's available on Amazon. If you look under my name, 
uh, and Amazon, you can get that uh, available. But, but I think that the Amino Company has done a pretty good job of highlighting a lot of the aspects of that book. So if you look on that webpage, it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of information that would be quite helpful, I think. Excellent. And yeah, I have, you know, speaking from personal experience, I've always valued, you know, the use of amino acids to supplement my strength training and my running for years. Um, but honestly, have never really found a product quite like the amino companies perform. Um, you know, the product's clean. I love that it's backed by real science and scientists like yourself, um, who've actually done real research. And I can trust that, you know, what I'm putting in my body is actually what it should be that I'm putting in my body. And I just honestly have loved the mental focus and concentration that, you know, it's given me for my hard gym workouts and my speed work sessions. And honestly, I've even noticed an improved recovery time between my workouts um, since I've started using Perform um, Essential Amino Acids. So I, I can't say enough good things about the product. Um, the taste of it is just amazing. Like I use, you know, have the blue raspberry uh, flavor and it, it just really helps me honestly, you know, get stronger, faster and, and become like, I want to grow up to be like you one day, Dr. Wolf, right? Like I want to <laughs> run, run despite any surgeries that I get. Um, and I, you know, it was just honestly a natural fit. Um, you know, when I reached out uh, to the amino company in kind of partnering up and, you know, you guys have been really nice enough and gracious enough to offer our listeners a nice healthy uh, runner discount of 30% off, um, you know, using the actual healthy runner discount code. Um, if you go to amino dot aminoco.com forward slash healthy runner. And I will definitely drop that link in the show notes to the podcast and on the YouTube video. So you guys can go check out the products that Dr. Wolf talked about, you know, check out the products that I believe in. And I've been using myself um, that has really honestly gotten me through my hardest training cycle I've ever had as a runner. And I do think that a lot of it is because of what I've been, you know, using, um, with my essential amino acid supplementation. So I wanted to bring Dr. Wolf on today for the show to kind of really get the true experts, um, you know, take, and not just, you know, trying to kind of push a product or, you know, having someone come on that, um, was, you know, on a, a sales or a marketing team. I wanted to bring you like the real scientist, um, because you know how much I value that. And we usually talk about, you know, running, injuries and what is the latest evidence for Achilles tendinopathy or hamstring tendon pain in runners. But, you know, I think all of the uh, information you provided us today on amino acid supplementation and, and what it actually does for us as runners has been extremely helpful. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise with us, Dr. Wolf. Well, you're welcome. It's been fun and uh, time has flown. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, well, thank you again. And remember, guys, every week we do podcast episodes talking about all things health and running for longevity in running. And if you tune in to our Healthy Runner Facebook group, you will get the latest topics and what we have lined up for you. So thank you guys again. As always, remember, let's stay active, let's stay healthy, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode. You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training and you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at Spark Your Training. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.